This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. London, London's calling. What's good? What's up? Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. I am doing this immediately after the Anakin Florian. Just gave my picks on the Anakin Florian. Hopping on to do this. Jones up, ready to go, ready to talk about UFC London. One of the best fight nights, I'm not going to say ever, because that's Regency bias, but in a while. Ohio's this weekend. Your boy's going to be there. Have a lot to, you know, a lot to live up to. Fucking, uh, ba 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 Sorry, phone going off. Uh, I got a lot to live up to. London crowd is incredible. Some incredible fights. Going to go everything. Going to go over the betting recap. Yada, yada, yada. You know the deal. This is the recap show. You saw it when you clicked on it couple little things before we go. Um, two things, actually. One, I will be in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. I live in Ohio. Live in Cincinnati. Columbus, Ohio is about an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes away from me. I'll be there Friday and Saturday, leaving Sunday morning. couple guys, couple MMA Twitter boys said they will be in attendance. That's awesome. Maybe we can tweet. Maybe we can meet together, grab a beer, whatever the case may be. Friday night, going out the wife, no kids. Uh, we're going to get to Columbus around three-ish, check into the hotel, go get something to eat. We're going to shop. We're going to do movies. We're going to stay up past 10 o'clock, which is a huge fucking deal. Very excited for that. And then Saturday is all fight day. Fight day, Saturday, maybe Saturday. We'll link up if you want. Maybe we'll link up at the fights, whatever the case might be. Decent little card. We'll preview at the end of the show. And then the thing that I want to talk to, <clears throat> maybe not the most, because I, I do want to recap London. Uh uh, man, getting some love on Twitter already. <clears throat> Listen, I ask, I don't really ask much from the listeners. I don't think I should ask anything. You guys listen to me and, uh, you know, we win some money together and I appreciate every single one of you that, uh, listen to this fucking podcast of mine. It is, am- it is amazing that people listen and that I have made friends and, and, and so forth. You're yeah, not to get super sentimental here. Okay. We're still tough dudes, you know? Fucking motorcycles and, and fucking tools. You know what I mean? We're tough guys. Um, but um, I, I, the only thing I've asked you guys to rate and review, and I still need people to do it. Like the people that have stepped up and rate and reviewed has been absolutely incredible. I think when I asked you, I had like 35. I now have 45 ratings. That helps in the algorithm of Apple, right? Like a couple of the buddies, like back when, you know, they first started listening, they're like, I have no idea how I found you. I used to type in MMA podcast on Apple and the same three will pop up. And there's like three, like some of the things will pop up were the ones that have been there forever that you can't even play the audio anymore. Right. This I've talked to Apple about this. This is a way to be more searchable. The more likes you have, the more people follow you, the more ratings you have is the more recommendations they'll give. You know, we got a 4.6 rating, that's incredible. But I want to shout out and read some of the people that have commented it. <clears throat> so, ba ba ba. This happened on Wednesday by Tell Telmers T E L M S E R. And I'm not doing this to like float my ego or anything like that. Even though it does help, and I always need to fluff my ego a little bit. I just want to give a shout out to all the people that are commenting and, and saying unbelievably nice things about the podcast, which is. It's great. I read them and, you know, I don't get emotional. Is not the right, but I'm touched. You know what I mean? I'm touched, which sounds perverted. You guys are touching me, okay? It's, you know, I shouldn't have done that thing. Whatever. Here we go. T-E-L-M-S-E-R, Telmers. Excellent podcast. Brian does a great job breaking down the fights, and his weekly party has been on fire. Thank you so much. Great five stars. Amazing. 
Trace pick fights. This gentleman DMs me all the time. We talk fights. He commented, top-notch podcast. One of the best MMA podcasts with an in-depth breakdowns, great content, great picks, and more f- more money in the pockets. Brian Peach is the truth. I appreciate that, Trace. That's amazing. Then we got Tim Gilman. Uh, Slimeball Parlay is fire. We're 6-1 and one on the year. We'll get to that. Heard about this pod from Anakin Florian. Love the quick, concise breakdowns. You can tell Brian does the work. Been riding his picks for a few cars now, and he has money with the graph charts going up. Incredible. I mean, this is incredible that people are doing, you know what I mean? Thank you. Uh, another one by LeMay Newman. MMA gambling is my addiction. And then I can't read it. For some reason, I can't read the whole thing. It says big something. But before listening to this podcast, I was the saddest, poorest MMA better of all time, all the lands. Now, after a mere few months, I've become the richest man of the Midwest. MMA takes podcast number one, podcast worldwide fig. So that, you know, that's incredible. Very, very funny. I like that. Uh, JJV2, JJV21 Houston. This one that, that I read, this is going to be a little bit of a longer one. I read this on, <clears throat> he commented on Thursday. I guess I must have read this on Friday, right? Because they don't post right away for whatever reason. So he wrote a little gem. Stumbled onto this podcast after hearing him on Anakin Florian. This guy's hilarious and he picks have been given, have been, have been mostly correct. Excuse me. I listen to about three, four of my podcasts per week. For entertainment and to prepare for Saturdays, what makes this one different is that he doesn't take hours to listen to and is 95% picks and analysts without any boring filter. Even though I'm doing boring filter right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> the guy doesn't take himself or MMA too seriously, but at the same time has obviously put in hours and hours into his picks. It's a combination of passion, energy, humor, technical accuracy that is very that is usually very difficult to balance. And he hasn't found a way to hit that balancing point perfectly, in my humble opinion. For MMA betting analysis, this has become my favorite because of the right mix of accuracy and entertainment. Highest recommendation. I think this is the only second or third podcast review I have done. It takes a lot for me to actually sit down and write something like this, but I thought I was necessary. Thought it was necessary when he said there was only 30 or 40 reviews on his last podcast. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like me who listen to this guy and haven't written one yet. Can't think of more deserving podcasts. Keep up the great work. Your show is a gem. I doubt it remains hidden for long, though I because great work has a habit of becoming well known eventually. That is incredible. That is amazing. That is, he kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, I do take MMA seriously. I do love it, but sports betting, I don't take seriously because it's it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Like we're supposed to have fun. Uh, MMA is my passion, and and I and I like to add humor to pretty much everything I do in my life. So this guy nailed it, and uh, that touched me. That was incredible. I JJV twenty one Houston. I don't know if he follows me on Instagram or. I kind of went through my followers to see if there's anyone that kind of matches handle. I couldn't really find it. Um, so JJV 21 Houston, if you're listening, thank you very much for that amazing review. And thank you for giving it five stars. Uh, that is incredible. And then we got Zach Lawhead. This gentleman, I know follows me on Twitter. We, we have some banter back and forth. Uh, seems like a great guy. Um, he wrote one on Friday, which I read yesterday before the fights. And this is another long one, so excuse me. We'll get to the fights. We'll get to the slapdick jokes. But I want to shout out these people who are comment, commenting me because not a lot of people go and read the reviews, and they a lot of people don't rate and review. Um, but it does help the podcast for the algorithm. You know what I mean? For whatever reason. I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, so Zach Lawhead here wrote, free, reliable picks. The statement should say enough, but there's a bit more. 
As someone who loves to bet on fights, I consume a lot of UFC content. Everything from ESPN analysis to amateur handicappers, I can confidently say that this podcast is now second only to my favorite UFC show, Anakin Florian, which Anakin Florian is my favorite podcast too, which of course is where I first witnessed Brian's noteworthy passion for fights. Now here I am, coming to the source. It may not have all the fancy trimmings yet, but this podcast does exactly what Brian says it will. It makes you money, and it will get to the entertain, get you entertained along the way. What he doesn't mention is how much more informed it makes you of the sport and the fighters themselves. This dude has a wealth of knowledge about MMA, and it's clear how long he has been a rider that fan of the UFC. All of his picks seem to be backed by well-informed research, or at least credible amounts of experience from watching countless fights. He has a bit of humor and a lot of personality to his takes, and spices up the show by sharing some personal life stuff on occasion. Everyone appreciates a person who tells like it is. And Brian is that guy. If handicapping UFC fights was a sport of its own, Brian would be the highest paid athlete. Give this guy the fast track to the announce desk, coach, fighter, bookie. His takes could hang with the best of them. Unbelievable, guys. I mean, whoa. I, I've been married for going on seven years. I don't get many compliments anymore. Uh, no, listen, that means the world to me. It really, really does. Um, the positive, the negative. I know last week I read the negatives when people were calling me fat and fat shaming me and stuff. I feel like, you know, since these guys have taken their time and really wrote really nice, truthful and honest, and that wasn't just like, oh, great show, you know, five stars. Like they really put thought into that. And that means the world to me. That is incredible. So thank you very much for everyone that commented. Keep commenting. Let's get, you know, we're at 45 now. Let's get to 50, right? And then from 50, we'll go to 60. You know, keep small goals and build big. You know what I mean? That's kind of kind of how my betting system is as well. So Bottom of my heart, thank you very much. Um, all those comments mean the world to me. They're amazing, and uh, I really appreciate it. Now, let's talk fights, guys. Huh? UFC London. 10 and 2 on my picks. Is that good? I don't know. Is that good? 10 and 2 on my picks. Is that good? Huh? Is that good? Miss Grundy and McKenna, which I think a lot of people miss. 10 and 2. Is that good? Checking, checking the judges. Judges, is that good? Yeah, they're giving me a head nod. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, 1.192 units up, right? And again, people people post, you know, I have been playing smaller units um, as opposed to what I do. I've been bouncing books around, moving money around, buying fridges, you know. I'm the appliance man at this point. But uh, I've been moving money around and, and playing uh, smaller bets or whatever. But when you have, I think it's like six weeks in a row now, five weeks in a row, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to check. But many weeks in a row now, we're on plus like one unit, plus two units, plus whatever. I'm in the plus, right? And that is chipping away. A lot of people like to hit home runs and everything like that. That's cool. You know, I'm, a, I'm percentages, right? I want to get on base. You know what I mean? So I'm chipping away. I'm, I'm doing smaller bets instead of bigger bigger bets. I'm trying to switch some things around. I've been doing really well on props. Last year, when I did my end of the year numbers, my prop game was weak. I've been trying to step that up. I've been really, instead of just picking winners, really trying to give... Um, really trying to give how it's going to win. And then those prop numbers are always great. Hit some props this weekend. Uh, let's see what I hit. I, mean, I can probably pull up my phone. I have it in my notebook, but it's a little bit... A ways here. So let's go to the old DraftKings. Back on DraftKings. Tried Caesars for a little bit. You boys know I was trying to trying to get a little something, something out of Caesars, but they uh, they weren't having it. Um, so I missed one bet last night. So I missed a weird little parlay I did. Uh, I missed Mike Grundy. It was like a throwaway parlay. I put 50 bucks on it. 
I, I didn't really know what else I wanted to do. I loved all, I covered all the bets I had in my book. And this was like one of those untracked parlays that you don't want to give out. You're like, ah, 50 bucks. I'm just, here are the guys I think are going to win. I had Shore, uh, Muhammad Makayev. I had Mike Grundy and Patty Pimlet. All hit, obviously, except Grundy. Fucking Grundy. Uh, and that Paul Craig win by submission. Uh, that was at plus 350. That's an insane number. Hit that. Uh, Muhammad uh, Mokayev to win by submission as well. Hit that. First fight of the night. Nice little... Um Nice little fucking cash there because a lot of people thought he was going to win by knock. I thought he could win by a lot of different ways, but I was confident on the submission. He rocked Durden with a knee and then and grabbed that neck. I was excited. I lost two bets, excuse me, but I won this one. Spain without the S was a boost that DraftKings had. DraftKings, you really need to hire a boy. I mean, we got to do better with some of these boosts, uh, but I did win on this boost. Plus 165 to report to win by KO knockout under two and a half rounds. That one was you know, we'll get to that fight. That was a, and then I had Molly McCann win by split or majority decision. I thought that was a pretty good bet. She had an incredible knockout there. And then obviously the, um, the slime ball parlay, which cashed again, six and one on the year, baby. Uh, Alita Tapoya, Gunnar Nelson, Arn Allen plus one fifty nine is what I closed that. It was one sixty something when I gave it out, obviously lines move. So lost two bets on the night. Um, smaller bets won the big bets that's that that's the thing is this is the most obvious thing in the world but you got to put money on the smart stuff and then play around with some of the dumb stuff you know what i mean put your money on your confident bets and sprinkle on the ones that aren't confident huh it's that easy but uh no pretty good night i won all my uh locks my motor lock gunner nelson i had a switch wasn't the thunder wood if i got canceled so i switched to gunny Mortal Lock. He was my send him home as well, or was going to be my send him home. Switched to Palovich because I, I didn't want to go Mortal Lock, send him home on Gunny. Good thing I did. Palovich knocked him out first round. Gunny Nelson looked pretty good over three. My dog lock was Jack Shore. I know Jack Shore closed. Pick him, maybe even a favorite. Um, either way, uh, he was plus 125 when, when, I, when I made my pick, so that was a dog lock for me. Um, and not bad. Not a bad fucking night. Incredible fights. Incredible. Let's go heavyweights, huh? Top down. Tom Aspinall. Give it up. I'm a five-star man. Five-star man. Five-star performance. I tweeted out, I'm going to pin this to my fucking profile. This dude is going to be heavyweight champion. And I believe that. I think he has all the skills in the world. Like, listen, what he did to Alexander Volkov in, a, in one round, no one's done. Right, no one's done that to Volkov. Right, his losses are usually drawn out decision. He's only been finished twice or knocked out twice. Excuse me, he's probably maybe been finished more than that. But anyway, um, but it's usually a war, right? And Volkov went in there. Tom Aspinall from the jump was faster, moving better, seemed like the stronger guy in there. Took him down both times at will. When he got him to the ground, that straight armbar must have been like his money submission because he locked it up good. I think Volkov's elbow popped unbelievable tom Aspinall looked like the real deal the one question going in there says we all want to see him extend it let's see the cardio right we all thought volkov was going to extend him a little bit uh i actually predicted uh tom Aspinall tk later in the fight um didn't need to goes out there and destroys him around one and most of the time i'd be like ah oh, man i still wish i would see him extend it but listen when you go against a guy like volkov and you get him out of there and there's not a second of that fight volkov was winning not a second of it um, when you do that, you're a special, special kind of guy. And Tom Aspinall is a big fucking boy, hits hard, incredibly fast, seems to be within himself, seems confident, but calm and cool and collected, seems to be working hard. He looked in great shape this week as well. He looked pretty lean, looked pretty jacked. 
Uh, sky's the limit from Aspinall. I'm I'm high on Tom Aspinall. Um, obviously, there's the heavyweight division needs to be shaken out right now. Francis just had his knee surgery, out nine months. I know Francis maybe doesn't even have a contract with the UFC right now. I think they're trying to work something out. Something's going on in that situation. I know Dana says we got to sit down, we got to talk, whatever. Um, either way. There's probably, with him being out nine months and then the contract situation, there's going to be an interim title shot. I got to imagine they're going to throw Cyril Gaon somewhere in there. He just fought Francis. You got a big fight this weekend with Curtis Blades and, and Chris Dawkins. You got Tom Aspinall, who was 11th, who just beat, I think, the fifth-ranked guy. I mean, heavyweight's fun right now. It's not the deepest division in the UFC, but there's some fucking guys that make it fun. Tommy Aspinall, let me tell you something. You see a Tom Aspinall fight, it's going to be fucking fun. That's five stars. I gave Volkov two. Listen, he showed up. That's it. Showed up, got his fucking head bludgeoned in England, mate. Uh, R. Allen versus Dan Hooker. Man, R. Allen gets a four, Dan Hooker gets one. So I put my nuts on the table on this one. This is a very, very close fight, and there's a lot of people out there that I highly respect that very, very convincingly were making a case for Hooker. I had Allen. I picked him on Sunday against Kenny. Kenny took Hooker. Obviously, this was a wait-and-see kind of fight. Let's see what it looks like on the weigh-ins. I thought Hooker looked okay on the weigh-ins. I did think he looked... He looked lean, obviously, at 145, and, and, and he looked jacked and stuff. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, You know, he didn't look like death or anything like that. It, there's been way worse weigh-ins. But I just had a feeling that, yeah, I, just, I don't know. It was a weird gut feeling. And then on fight night, I still thought he looked kind of sluggish. Like, he wasn't there. And then enter the fight, and he looked so slow. He was caught in mud, wasn't moving his head. His feet are never, like, super fast. But his feet were caught. And then Arnold Allen, he's got no knockout finishes in the UFC, starts catching him with big shots and puts him on his back foot. And uh, and Dan responded, dropped Allen. Allen popped right back up because he's in such good shape. Kept the pressure on and eventually got him out of there. I mean, listen, I know that a lot of people were like, ah, it's a little weird stoppage. But Dan was cooked. Cooked to the bone, as Bryce Mitchell would say. Um, I, I don't like him at this weight. That's why I was so confident in Allen. This was basically a pick him. I know Allen swapped to be the favorite. Uh, still a pick em fight when it opened. It was a very, very close fight on paper. People tried to swim the other way. That's why I added to my slime ball. I had two very heavy, chunky pieces in the slime ball. I had to even out some way to get that plus number. And uh, Allen was that guy. He's a small favorite. Was a pick em when I when I got it. And uh, yeah, going against guys that I respect. And, and listen, I think Allen is a very good prospect. I did not see that happening. I did not predict that. I thought Allen would win a decision. Uh, I did not see him stopping Dan Hooker, but listen, I do think there's something with that weight cut. Again, I'm not a guy that, you know, I don't like weight cutting. I don't. I, I You know, some guys I say don't cut weight. Some guys I think, you know, like Gunnar Nelson, I thought could have made 55 in the past, but like Dan Hooker's a 55 body. That frame is huge. He's got big shoulders. He's wide. He is thin, but 55, maybe even 70 is his weight class. I don't like him at 45. Maybe he'll he'll rebound here. He's taking he's taking a lot of war had has a lot of wars, taking a lot of shots. Wasn't his night. Maybe he'll come back at 45 and look better. I don't know. Uh Arnold Allen is on a nine fight winning streak. He's 18 and one. The kid's a stud. There's no shame in losing the to the stud. I'm not gonna kick Dan Hooker race down. He gets a one star just because I don't like him at 45. He did do a practice weight cut a couple months ago, and then he did this weight cut. That's a lot on your body. You're 32 years old now. Um, your body doesn't want to be fucking, it's like ringing out a towel, you know, it's just, it's just fucking tired of doing that. Um, so yeah, Dan Hooker, uh, 
Yeah, I, I I don't know. But props to Arn Allen. He asked for Cal- uh, Calvin Cater. Great fight. Don't know how he fares in that fight. Calvin Cater is an absolute stud. But it needs to happen. When you're nine nine fight win streak now, time to take off the baby shoes. Time to start fucking fighting more than once a year on Allen and, and getting some guys. And uh, and Calvin Cater is a great, great guy to fight. Next up, Patty Pimmett. Patty the body versus uh, Kazula Vargas. Patty only gets a three from me, boys. I know... Maybe people from Liverpool or England or, or the UK might who are a big Patty fan might be a little mad at me. Vargas gets a one. He almost got a zero. But, you know, Patty just looked okay to me. Like, he got the submission. You know, he got taken down. He, but he was losing the fight, and so he wasn't. And that might be the theme for Patty in his, in his UFC career is he might be losing a fight till he's not, right? And to me, that's not a, a successful career. That's... That's just not. I mean, this wasn't as bad as the Vegemini fight. Vegemini fucking cracked him bad. Vargas got him with the right hand. Patty shot for a sloppy takedown. Vargas got on top. I think Vargas made a lot of mistakes in this situation. Should have stood up. Didn't want to play on the ground. Then he re-engaged the clinch. He got fucking judo thrown. And then Patty took over. Patty's very good on the ground. You know, a lot. Of, I said on the Anakin Florian, people that are now new to Patty thought maybe he's just, you know, this brawler, this knockout guy. He's not. He's a cerebral grappler. And, he, and he's very good on top. Uh, his wrestling obviously needs a little work, but uh, he's going to get there. But yeah, this is just a three star performance to me. I I, I don't think this was, um, you know, yeah, this wasn't nothing crazy. You know, I thought the place went electric. I think he's great for the UFC. I think he's great for Barstool. I love the Barstool reactions. I love uh, I love you know the post fight, the dancing. Like this kid's electric. He really truly is. But it's a three star performance. I mean, you know what I mean. Vargas was handpicked. You're struggling for a little bit until you weren't. Um, you know, I want to see him kind of have a complete performance throughout his career. And the UFCs, they're going to have to really be careful picking fighters. This guy, you know, Tapori and him had a little beef this week with the, you know, that's a fight they're not wanting to make. I think Tapori needs to be at 45, but that's a fight they're definitely not running to make for sure because I think Tapori will take his fucking head off. Uh, but yeah, it's a three star performance. If you don't think so, hit me up on Twitter, MMA Takes Podcast. Tell me why it wasn't a three star performance. Gunny Nelson. Oh, Gunny. Uh, versus Takashi Sato. Sato gets a zero. Man, that was harsh. Again, I give these ratings on Saturday night, like right when I'm watching the fight. Um, so, and uh, Gunny gets a two. My mortal lock, I gave a two. You know, he hit. Uh, R. Allen sealed the deal for me in the parlay, but Gunny was a part of the slime ball as well, and he gets a two. Listen, probably was a little critical of Gunny. Uh, everyone, wanted, everyone had him by sub prop. You know, I did not take that, but that was a very big prop. Thought he was going to hit it. You know what I mean? He had a couple opportunities, but it looked like he wanted to kind of take his time in there, get his feet back. He was almost out for three years. He knew he could dominate grappling on the ground with this guy, you know, and this guy is dangerous on the feet. Sato is. So played around the feet a little bit, got the fight to the ground. His takedowns look pretty well or look pretty good. Excuse me. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a, some, some good doubles, some good singles. His wrestling looked pretty on point. Sato, I know you're taking this fight on short notice, but, you know, you didn't get submitted, so maybe I should have given you one star, but I just thought this was just a lackluster performance. I thought you went in there and said, okay, when the fight goes to the ground, it's not going to get submitted. I'll, I'll lose a decision before I get submitted. He didn't really go for it, um, and he didn't really have many opportunities besides maybe that first round, then he kind of slowed down like he does, and it's just uninspiring performance. Uh, listen, Gunny's been away for, you know, a long time. Get your feet underneath you. 
I get it. You know, now you're back to now you're back to fighting top guys. You got a big name. You have a good record in the UFC. You've already fought some of the top guys. You sized up a little bit at 170. You looked a little muscly in there. Cardio looked good. His takedowns looked good. Stand up looked a little less explosive I've seen in the past. But again, stand up's a lot a lot of timing, um, and he might not spar a lot, so that could that could be a problem as well. But um, yeah, I, I thought Gunner looked good. He gets a two stars. I'm a little a little critical on that one. A little critical. Again, my sheet's different than what we had online. So let's go. We'll go with the online. We'll go with the online. Molly Meatball McCann versus Luana Carolina. Woman. Five-star woman. Five-star woman. Meatball Molly McCann. Listen. Tough fight. People were picking against Molly. I had Molly. I did not bet her. Oh, no, I did. I bet her by split decision. So she lost me my bet. But... She was going against a Muay Thai striker who had proven the, the work on her takedown offense. And a lot of people didn't think Molly could get this done. Was she strong enough? Luana is pretty big for this division. Uh, if it stays on the feet, Molly's in trouble. Molly's going to need to get to the ground. She got to the ground, but she fucking worked it on the feet as well. Hurt Carolina in that first round. Hurt her in that second round. Carolina was battling back, showing some, showing some toughness. And that third round, just that spinning elbow was absolutely gorgeous. Slapped her. Uh, I think she said, sleep, kid. Um, Molly's electric. Listen, Molly is is never really in a boring fight. She's scrappy. She's getting better too. Her stand up is getting better for sure. She's never going to take a backward step. She's aggressive, cardio great, trains with Patty the Batty. She's passionate. She's great. Uh, Post fight interviews are amazing. She she could be a star. She really is. The one thing I will say, I gave her five stars. I thought about. So what what happened is she's spinning elbowed. I went holy shit. Like most people, grabbed my little marker, wrote five stars down, and then I see her celebrating everything, and I'm like buzzing. I'm shooting some texts off, and all of a sudden I see her grab a belt. I don't know who had the belt. Someone in the crowd had a belt. There's no title fight, so someone must have had a belt. You know, I I've seen those people at UFC events too. They buy a belt for nine hundred dollars and carry it around. Like, buddy, no one thinks you're the champion. Save your nine hundred dollars, you fucking dork. Um, but uh, she grabbed the belt, walked in the octagon, and threw the belt up like around her hands. It's like ah. I didn't like that. Now I know you're in London. You know, you're in the heat of the moment. The crowd's going nuts. You just had the first ever women spinning back elbow knockout, knockout of the night, maybe one of the knockouts of the year. Unbelievable, right? And you dominate the entire time. You look great in there. But that was just a little too like, what are we doing? I, I, just, I didn't love it. I didn't love the belt grab, but I'm happy for Molly McCann. She's still got a five-star. Luina Carolina, she gets a two. She hung tough. She looked good in that second round. She started battling back. Clearly lost the first, got rocked. Battling back that second round. But, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just Molly's night. Molly's just is an absolute fucking beast. Uh, in England, you know, I mean, I, and I do. I think she's going to be champion. No, I think she can have some really fun fights and make fights interesting. And and you know, how old is Molly McCann? That's what I want to look up. She took her gloves off right away. I'm like, is she retiring? So she's 31. So she's plenty, plenty young. She's good. Okay. Uh, next up, Leah Toporia versus Jai Herbert. Uh, where do we got this on this card? Boom, boom, boom. I'm a five-star man. Whoa. Colored me impressed by Toporia. And let me tell you something. I don't like him at 55. I prefer him at 45. Jai Herbert's a very good striker. Long, tall guy at 55. Good, you know, good power. Toporia took this fight. Didn't, I didn't like his body at 55. Apparently he was drinking some wine or whatever. Got distracted with the whole patty stuff. Like this dude, you know, I, I, I this could have spelled upset, right? He got fucking head kicked. Shin to his face. Drop nasty. 
got up right away, clinched, took him down, kind of cleared his head. Second round comes out a little bit pissed off, right? Because because when after he took him down, Herbert got up too and, and started landing on Tapori as well. His corner calmed him down. Corner did great work. Came out that second round. Instead of grappling, instead of playing it safe, he fucking was mad. Started throwing his combinations and slap key. Sleep, kid. Slap Jai Herbert. I love seeing that from a young fighter. Uh, I love seeing a guy go through a lot of adversity, stay calm, be within himself, and come out and, and do that. You know, he caught with a, got caught with a clean head kick. That could have happened to anybody, especially the height difference, especially the way uh, Taporia moves his head and keeps his hands. Jai Herbert read that perfectly. Um, I love that. That's a five-star performance. I mean, I know he lost that first round bad, but when you rebound from that and you're young and you don't, this was only his 12th fight and, you could, and you've been a steamroller your entire career up at this point, you see some adversity, you really show a character of a fighter, and this kid's got it, man. He is tough. Those Georgian guys, I know he lives in Spain, but he's from Georgia. Those Georgian guys are fucking built different, dude. They are built different. And uh, Taporia is no fucking different. His call-out was pretty funny. He's learning English. Very upset with Patty the Batty. Again, they're not going to make that fight. But I do like the call-out, right? I, I want him back at 45. He gets a five. Herbert gets a three. Herbert looked pretty good. Maybe the end of the road in the UFC here. Um, good striker, fun striker. But, you know, can't really take a punch, you know. Not, not the most... Uh, not the best chin in the world. Let's put it that. All right, next up, Mahmir Amerikani, who's probably still fucking ladies right now versus Mike Grundy. Uh, Amerikani gets a three. Grundy gets a zero. Grundy shot in early for a takedown. No punches were thrown or at least landed. Shot in for a takedown. Amerikani got his neck, and Grundy just couldn't adjust. It's really hard to finish that choke when, when you're on the cage like that, and Mike Grundy just did everything wrong. Amerikani's got a nasty darts, nasty chokes, and... Grundy was fighting in front of his dad. He was battling some illness. He get choked out like that. I should be a little sentimental, but I'm a fucking asshole. So he gets a zero. Mirakani gets a three. Mirakani saved his job. Grundy's probably out of the UFC, maybe. I don't know. They might keep him around a little bit because he's buddies with Darren Till, but I don't know. Sergey Pavlovich versus Shamil Abdul Rachmanov. Uh, Pavlovich gets a three. Shamil gets a zero. Shamil is cooked. Sergey, listen, he looked really really good taking those years off and coming back. His timing was on point, which is always a concern with me. He was my send him home. I didn't have a bet on this fight. I should have maybe bet by finish, but I think the books were on top of that. He just absolutely dominated Shamil this entire time. It, you know, even, even before he knocked him out, he was controlling everything. Uh, and like I said, Shamil's cooked. Uh, probably last fight in the UFC for him. Pavlovich, a guy that maybe you can keep an eye on 15-1 in the UFC if he can stay relevant, if he can stay active. There's some fun fights at heavyweight right now, and he's a guy that's putting you out in the first round. So uh, people are going to want to see him fight. He's a big fucking Russian polar bear. Uh, you know, I, I, want, I don't watch him fight. Paul Krieg versus Nikita That wasn't, that was literally not on, I wasn't doing a bit. Like I literally got caught trying to say Nikita. Nikita Krylov versus Paul Craig. Uh, Paul Craig, man, this dude, he, he's a specialist, man. Nikita Krylov's fight IQ is dog shit. It is fucking zero. What are you doing? Um, But, uh, you know, he was hurting him on the ground. That's what Paul Craig wants. You know, land on me, open yourself up so I can fucking triangle. He threw up a really quick triangle before he got his triangle and Nikita shrugged it off. And I think it was just one of those things where he threw it up and it's, 
the Kido was kind of raising up. I don't even think he realized what was going on. And then the triangle that got him was so fast, so precise. You knew it was over. No one's getting out of that. And Paul Craig with another submission victory. Can't believe that prop was plus 350. Nikita, tough, durable dude. Been in there with everybody, but he has been submitted before. And Paul Craig, I think, is a very good submission guy, especially off his back, especially when Nikita's landing big bombs on him. I'm good here. I'm good here. Ah, fuck, you got me. Triangle, I'm dead. Uh, so Paul Craig, he gets a, where are you at, Paul? On my list here. I got a list here. Uh, do, 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 do. Paul Craig gets a four. Didn't get a five. Gets a four. Nikita Karlik gets a zero. Have a better fight IQ, Nikita. Uh, I switched that pick mid-pick. If it, I literally had Nikita written down. I had him as a candidate for the slime ball parlay. Something took over my body. Switched to Craig. Switched to, to, uh, to the sub. And, and we're riding high right now. Okay, Jack Shore versus Timur Valiev. Great fight. Was looking forward to this fight all week. It lived up to the hype. Uh, Timur Valiev is a stud. Jack Shore gets a four stars. Valiev gets a three. I wanted Jack to finish in that third round. I think having no finishes in UFC and finishing a guy like Valiev in that third round after a really close fight would have really stamped you and, and made you a guy at, at 135 that no one's going to want to fight. I people were under, underestimating uh, Jack Shore's stand-up. I knew it was pretty good. It's a little awkward. He throws nice kicks. His punches are getting better. Obviously, he's bread and butters to grappling. Timur Valiev throws heavy, heavy leather, but I don't think he's super refined with his striking, and he's been caught before. He's got a little bit of a chin problem. Now, with that being said, I don't know if I said that at all during my breakdown, but I did truly feel that way. I still thought Jack Shore would win by a decision, um, uh, and he did, but I, I didn't think he come close to finishing Valiev on the feet. I thought it was going to be another ground fight. Valiev did a lot better on the ground than I thought he would. Shore just seemed like the bigger, stronger guy in there as well. High in this kid. High in Jack Shore. Really interested to see who they match up with him next. Got to get a top 15, top 10 guy at 135. You know, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov is some a name that's getting thrown around. I think they were supposed to fight before. That would blow my brain. That would be an amazing fight. So uh, a lot to be looking forward to for Jack Shore. Uh, Elise Reed versus Corey McKenna. McKenna gets a two. Elise Reed gets a three. Elise fought a really good fight here. Sidekicks were on point. Sometimes she does a sidekick and she turns her back and she gets up a takedown. McKenna, this is a big learning lesson for McKenna. She thought she won the fight. It was a split decision. I had it for Elise Reed, 29-28, and McKenna thought she had it. Here's the thing with McKenna, though, is she got dragged into a Elise Reed fight. She needed to really fight her fight, and she didn't. She's a young fighter, so learn from this. She fought Elise Reed's fight. Elise Reed is a timing striker, nice kicks. Her right hand was, was money the entire fight. Um, and, uh, and Corey just stood with that, took so many right hands and mixed up, got her down when she needed to, but needed to do a little bit more to maybe seal the victory. I thought it was pretty clear. 29, 28, at least read a judge gave a 30, 27 McKenna, which that judge needs to be set on fire. I don't know how you do that and still have a job, but that's crazy. Muhammad Mokev, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Why can't I pronounce his name guys? Uh, Muhammad Mokev versus Cody Durden. Dirty gets a one talking all that shit. Uh, apparently he's a racist is I found out what he was saying. I don't know if he's a racist or not. Allegedly, I should say, because you know, I don't want to get sued. Uh, but Muhammad okay, 21 years old, looked every bit of the hype train that he was Threw a big knee, hurt dirt and took him down or not took him down, jumped on him, fucking grabbed that neck, took it home with them. A little bit of bad about this, but can't talk today, boys, a little bad blood in this fight. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was incredibly entertaining as long as it lasted what was it 58 seconds is that what it was yeah 58 seconds uh incredible so that's UFC london you know so we're moving on to motherfucking ohio 
The land of champions says no one. I say it, but I don't think a lot of people say that. We actually do have some pretty great people that come from Ohio. You're looking at one of them right now. I don't know if this could be on video or not. I am recording it, but I don't know if I'm going to upload it because editing is just a bitch. Let's let's preview UFC Fight Night Columbus. So a little behind the scenes, not behind the scenes, a little prequel on the Anakin Florian podcast. We picked Lilir Latifi versus Linux, Matt Brown, Barbarina. Uh, the entire main card, Askarov versus Kaikara France, Joanne Wood versus Lex Grasso, and then obviously the main event, Blazers, Dawkins. Like all those fights, um, the one fight I want to talk about, Man and Ferrault versus Jennifer Meyer. I am huge, huge fan of Man and Ferrault. This is someone who I wanted to see her fight, or not really particularly Jennifer Meyer, but I wanted to see her fight someone that's going to want to take her down. I really want to see that in her game. She's a nice little favorite now, but Man and Ferrault, uh, someone I'm looking at for a slime. He slimed me. She might have slimed me there. A little new ad wrinkle, a little to the soundboard there. You know, Gus Buster's one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm trying to get slimed here, okay? Uh, Manifrot, though, someone I'm looking at. Um, uh, and then uh, Dana Bacrial versus Chris Gutierrez. It's going to be an absolute war. I saw Gutierrez was the underdog. I just looked at the lines right before I got on here. Obviously, something to be looking into because Gutierrez has great striking. Dana Bacrial is, is power. He's from Mongolian. Uh, or he is Mongolian. He's from Mongolia. What's his nickname? It's like, oh, it's just Storm. I thought it was like the Mongolian murderer or something like that. He fights out of Jackson Wink, but he's from Mongolia. Absolute bricks in his hands. Um, one loss in UFC by Haley Anton by decision. And then all his wins, Guido Canetti, Kevin Natividad, and Brandon Davis have all been first-round knockouts. This kid's a problem. If Gutierrez can get out of the first round, then we got, you know, we're in some money here. Luis Saldana versus Bruno Souza. Souza. Okay, Mark DeCasey versus Vladi Borshev. Vlasheski Borshev. Borshev is a stud. I faded him last time he was out. I took a Dakota Bush. Big, big problem there. This kid's got body punches for days. DeCasey's got some really good striking himself. It's on a two-fight losing streak, but he's lost to Rafael Alves by, by guillotine choke. And he went to the decision with Fazeev. You know, he's he's beaten Lana Vanatti. He's beaten Joe Duffy, these strikers, albeit it was a while ago, but he's beaten these people. He's only really struggled with guys who, well, Fiziev fucking ripped his body up, but he's only struggled with guys who are going to take him down. Borsev's not going to take you down. Borsev's going to stand up with you. That's going to be a big statement fight. I think Borsev's a huge favorite, which I don't love. Neil Magny, Max Griffin. I feel like these guys should have probably already fought 100 times by now. They're very, very similar. I have no read on this fight. I'm going to have to fucking dive deep. I can tell you right now, just looking at this without doing any study, without even looking at the records or anything like that, I'm not going to bet that fight. I'll bet it to go to decision possibly, but I ain't betting heavy on that fight. David Dovak versus uh, Matthias Nikolaou. Love this fight at 125. 125 is getting a little interesting. Nikolaou is coming off two, really three good wins, but two good wins in the UFC. But now Cop, which I thought he lost. Tim Elliott, very close fight. Now he's fighting David Dovrak. Not David Dobrik, that idiot. David Dobrik. He is from Czech Republic. He's the Undertaker. 23, undefeated in the UFC. 3-0, coming off a nice little finish his last time out, even though it was against kind of a nobody. Very interesting fight at 125. Sarah McMahon, Carl Rosa. Interesting fight at 135. Carl Rosa has been a stud. Sarah McMahon, amazing wrestling. I feel like she might be on the tail end of her career. Uh, she's one foot in, one foot out. We'll see. And then, obviously, I broke down the main event or the main card uh, on um, Annika Florian. So you got to look that. And we might be getting um, David Onama against Tucker Lutz. And there was one other one that we might be getting as well. I'm I'm so bummed that my dude, Nate the Train can't fight. Nate the Train was supposed to fight uh, Lerone Murphy. Murphy pulled out. Then he gets replaced with David Onama. Then Nate pulls out. Don't know what the is issue is. 
But man, I would have been in the crowd going, night the train. People would be like, hey, you sit down, you fucking idiot. I'd be like, night the train. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my guy. All right, that's it. That's the show. Sweet, sweet to the point. Um, follow me on all social medias. I mean, it takes podcasts everywhere, everywhere. Instagram, Twitters. I mean, I think I have a Facebook, but not really. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's it, right? Oh, and, and follow me and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I need to start posting more videos because, you know, yeah, I'm a good-looking guy. People want to see the face. You know what I mean? People want to see him. Uh, Anakin Florian podcast as well. Go check that out. I mean, listen, I don't need to be plugging that podcast. Everyone watches that. They should be. They got to make that podcast huge. Even if they kick me off it, even if they're like, hey, fat fuck, get out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, I would still listen to the podcast because I think it's that good. I love John Anik. I love Kenny Florian. The production's great. The, the um, you know, I think John Anik is is handcuffed a little bit at times with with some of his takes, but I think he's very transparent. Uh, and I think he's a great personality and the fucking Ray Longo, you got Ray Longo. So again, all these, you got to go follow, you got to go like, and again, I said in the beginning show, it almost sound like a broken record, go to Apple podcasts, rate and review the show. It helps out a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's it. What else? I don't want to keep plugging stuff. All right. See you in Ohio. If you're going to be in Ohio, let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby! Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker! Back! Come on! Motherfucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. You see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.